before I even knew what speech and debate was, my dad was the coach. So I remember when I was really, really young, maybe like kindergarten young, after school, I would ride the bus to the high school and I would sit in speech and debate practices. I remember watching this duo for the very first time and for the transitions, they used the song Wannabe by the Spice Girls, like, if you wanna be my lover, and that was the transition. And that's when I was really like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I kind of want to do this. At speech and debate award ceremonies across the nation, the one clap rule was established to expedite the process of awards, to show appreciation to students who earned a trip to the final stage, but avoid long blocks of applause for dozens of students. The one clap is both efficient and infectious. It is a unifier, a celebration of student success, and a moment of in-sync speech and debate community. Welcome to One Clap, a speech and debate podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Wiley. Let's get started. Greetings and salutations, friends. Lyle here, and you're listening to the One Clap podcast, a pod for speech and debate coaches and competitors from Wyoming and anywhere. Thanks so much for listening. Today on the One Clap Pod, I'll be chatting with an old friend, Kinley Whitney, a nationally qualifying competitor at Newcastle High School and a former assistant coach at Torrington. But before we get to Kinley, I have a small request for all the One Clappers out there. If you're enjoying listening to the pod, maybe you could consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, just anywhere that you listen to the One Clap Pod. If you could leave a review, I'll do my best to read it on the podcast. Thanks so much to those of you that have left a rating and review already. Just trying my best to, to get the pod out there so that people can, you know, give a listen to all the really smart people that stop by and share their knowledge and their stories with, with me. My guest on the pod today, Kenley Whitney, knows all about the positive impact that speech and debate can have on students' lives. She came on the One Clap Pod to reminisce about the way that this activity impacted her life and reflect on how... You know, the broader Wyoming speech and debate community is one of, of overwhelming love and support. Having a conversation with Kinley is a lot like slamming coffee and maybe tossing in a couple of shots of espresso for good measure. She brings energy and life to every person that has the, the chance to interact with her. And I was lucky enough to have the chance to reconnect with her on the pod today. I was familiar with Kinley as a passionate and really strong competitor when she was competing at Newcastle and I was coaching at Torrington. And she happened to show up at uh, Torrington because she was going to school at EWC and competing at EWC for the speech team. And she had a desire to help out on, on the Torrington High School team on the interpretive side. And I was just thrilled. She downplays her impact on that Torrington team. But Kinley was, you know, an energizer who brought a whole lot of great ideas to the table and helped our students take their pieces to the next level. But I mean, even bigger than that, she was a community builder and a person that just brought a lot of positive energy to all the coaches and competitors on the team. And we were just lucky to have her. So in a really quick episode of the pod, Kinley talked about her speech and debate story and discussed how coaching was a way for her to keep a connection to a meaningful community when she was away from, from what she knew. And she also reflected on the way that the community of Wyoming coaching and competitors is just really a, a uniquely loving and supportive community. And just to provide you some context, during that discussion, she brings up a time during the Wyoming State Speech and Debate Tournament in Lander several years ago when the Wyoming community and the coaching, like the Wyoming competitive and coaching community kind of came together and reached out to me and my family in a way that has prompted my eternal thankfulness as well. Uh, my young daughter 
had recently been diagnosed with Crohn's disease and had underwent a really scary and expensive surgery to have a part of her small intestine removed. And, you know, since that surgery, Lucy has been doing very well. She undergoes infusion treatments on a regular schedule, and she has been growing at a, at a, at a really good rate, and she's been feeling pretty decent most of the time. I mean, Crohn's doesn't go away, but we're, we're able to manage it in a lot of really healthy ways due to her amazing medical care. But, you know, at that tournament, coaches and competitors came together. They did fundraisers, and they surprised me um, on stage with a generous amount of cash and just a cascade of love. And, you know, in so many ways, that moment, it solidified my commitment to the speech and debate community to give back whatever I could in love. And it just, I mean, personally, I can attest that that this community is life-changing and um, it's, it's so supporting and loving. And we talked a little bit about that in the pod. But back to Kinley, right now she is being awesome, as she generally is, and she's attending Western Colorado University to study strategic communications. She'd like to maybe sort of get into journalism, if that's possible in the future. And uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and hop right into our conversation, my conversation with Kinley Whitney. Hi, Kinley. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me on the pod. It's really nice. Yeah, no. Thank you for having me. On a scale of one to 10, Kinley, how nerdy are you? You know, I think I'm probably about five nerdy, like maybe a six nerdy, because I can get nerdy about things. I think what what defines someone as nerdy is how passionate they are about things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I can get nerdy about things and I understand the nerd world and I can hold a conversation, but I don't think I'm quite there yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could see that. I mean, you you can definitely nerd out pretty hardcore. I've, I've seen that too, but I think that's a fair answer. Thank so you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So who or what got you into speech and debate? Like what's your speech and debate origin story? And then what kept you in speech and debate after you got in there? <laughs> So, before I even knew what speech and debate was, my dad was the coach. So, I remember when I was really, really young, maybe like kindergarten young, after school, I would ride the bus to the high school and I would sit in speech and debate practices. I remember watching this duo for the very first time. And for the transitions, they used the song Wannabe by the Spice Girls, like, if you want to be my lover. And that was the transition. And that's when I was really like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I kind of want to do this. And then when I was a freshman, I didn't really know, I couldn't really find an event that I wanted to do. Or I knew that I wanted to do duo, but couldn't really find a partner that clicked very well. Um, So I did poetry my freshman year and my sophomore year. And I kind of did duo my sophomore year too, but didn't really, it, it, it just never really clicked. And then my junior year, I convinced Colin Heaton, my partner from high school, I convinced him to be my duo partner and I harassed him into practicing. And I think, I think that's what made me stay is when me and Colin started really succeeding in duo and doing well and people people would like see us and be like, oh, you guys are that one duo. And we were like, yes, we are. That's when I really fell in love. And I, that's when I knew 
that I really want to do this. And then my senior year, me and Colin did duo again, and we're really successful. So I think that's when I was really like, wow, this speech and debate thing is really kind of cool. That's really when I first saw you compete as well was in that duo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Colin's a pretty like interesting guy. <laughs> you know, I think with every single duo partnership, there's some kind of butting heads. And Colin is infuriating to me, but I also, he's so talented and he is so hardworking, but not in the same way that you would think someone would be hardworking. So I think that was most of our success. We really worked in the opposite ways of each other, but brought, brought it out in each other. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, duo is such a strange event because it's not just about you. It's about this other person and it's about the Mm -hmm. chemistry between this other person and you have to figure out ways to get things out of each other um, that you just don't have to deal with when you're doing a solo interpretive event. It's, it sometimes doesn't make sense. It just works. And I always kind of thought that you two were sort of a strange match, but it, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So my freshman and sophomore years I did poetry I kind of did congress for a little bit when I was trying to figure out where I wanted to be um and then in college I did a prose event which is basically just you read a monologue and I also did a little bit of poetry in college as well but duo was my was where I really shined so tell me about your college competition days when did you do some competing in college Yeah, so at Eastern Wyoming College, I competed um, my first semester, and then my coach quit, so that was awesome, but um, I competed I think we only went to like three tournaments, and college speech and debate is really weird. Like, you only have two out rounds, so you only have two rounds before they break, And so they're just deciding on two performances, which I always thought was weird because so at every single tournament that I competed in, I would get one round where I placed first and then one round where I placed like fifth. And then that's what they decided it on. So I was always like, well, and then I wouldn't break because it was just such a like, like you have to be break above like a, like a three, you know? So I would always like not break in any of my rounds and I was it was just always weird to me that they only based it off of two but I guess that's just how they do it in college so whatever I'm not complaining but but yeah my college was short-lived to say the least yeah it was just kind of a bad situation for you I think is <laughs> not not just yeah. for you just the situation at the time was yeah. just a, kind of a mess so yeah yeah I think for pretty much everyone who was competing during that time at EWC, it was just kind of a mess. So Yeah, I agree. But uh, it was a blessing, at least for me, because that was really the reason why you were in Torrington and why we got the opportunity Mm -hmm. to coach together for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what did you, what'd you like about coaching? Did you like it? What, What were some things you enjoyed about it? Honestly, I, I don't feel like I was ever a coach. I feel like, I mean, 
my official title was volunteer assistant coach, um, which I always thought was kind of funny. But I, I felt like I went to the practices and I helped people with like duo and like the interp events when I could. But it, for me, it was really like I was a part of the team, which I think I needed at the time. After I, my coach quit for after the first semester, I really didn't have have a lot of a support system in Torrington. And so when I approached you and asked if I could help coach and you said that I could, that was really like a blessing for me, I think more. And I think I, I needed that more than the kids needed me to be their coach, if that makes sense. But I enjoyed it. Obviously it was a really good time. Also, I think I was, I was just out of high school too. So I was basically like all of their age. Like they were my friends more than I was their coach, but I still helped, I think. And I still enjoyed it a lot. You were definitely helpful. You're like the greatest hype person ever. I mean, your, your hype uh, abilities alone made you so extremely valuable. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You just brought energy into a room the second you come into a room and the kids, of course, loved working with you. And that was a pretty good team that you were a part of that year. So yeah, I, I know you had a, a role in that for sure. So cool. what, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, what, what do you think? What do you think is like the very best stuff of speech? Like what's the best part of speech and debate? Um, I have two answers. So one of my favorite parts or the best part for me is winning. I really like to win, and I think that it's not hard to be good at speech and debate. Like, I'm not saying it's not a difficult thing, but if you work hard, you will succeed. And I think that that's evident, and I think that everyone in speech and debate knows that. And maybe you won't succeed every weekend, but you will see success if you put the work in. So I think that that's one of, like, the best parts about speech and debate. And then the other, like, my favorite thing is the community that speech and debate is. One of my favorite memories is when we went to the lander tournament when it was when you when I was coaching with you and the entire everyone at the tournament there was a fundraiser going on because your daughter had just been diagnosed with Crohn's disease right yes Mm -hmm. and and we had a fundraiser and like you didn't know about it I didn't know about it we just showed up and it was happening and I think that like that's one of my favorite memories about speech and debate. Everyone is just really, really supportive of each other when, when you go there or when you go to a tournament or when you're a part of it. So that, I think that's the best part. It's really, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? The way that the first thing that you said that you really love about the community is the opportunity for success and to win and to have a com- competitive sort of outlet, right? Like it's so important mm-hmm. for some people to, to have that outlet but in that competitive community where so many people want to win, um, there's, there's some beautiful community yeah. connection that, that happens between everyone on, on your team, but then it just extends through everyone in the community. And that was quite a moment that caught us, caught us all by surprise mm-hmm. <laughs> and was, I mean, I'll be eternally grateful for everything this community has done for me. That's for sure. So is there anything else that you want to share about your experience with speech and debate? 
Um, I was just going to say that, like, on the topic of, like, the competitiveness, it's like a healthy competition kind of community, like how there is such a strong ability to succeed, but within that there's still so much love. Um, I think that with a lot of other activities, that's not the case. And I think that that's what makes speech and debate so special. Yes, definitely. A lot of us in the community are all trying to help all students all over the state succeed. I do think that is a little bit unique. I think you're right. So when you were at tournaments or when you were preparing uh, in practices, what was your go-to speech and debate snack? Well, it's more of a, it's not really a snack, but I am a big advocate of Taco John's. Taco John's is the epitome of fast food, in my opinion. And so when we went to tournaments, especially when I was a senior, I demanded it um, and not not always in the most pleasant way. So that's my, I, Taco John's is my favorite thing in the whole world, especially. And we, we had one in Newcastle when I was growing up. We had one and then it shut down. So my only opportunity to get Taco John's was when I would go on trips and I would always go on trips with speech and debate. So I had to, had to use my seniority a lot of the times to suggest and insist that we get Taco John's. Fair enough. Yeah, we do have a Taco John's in Thermop. And, uh, you know, never, you never know. Maybe fate will bring you to Thermopolis. You'll be, you can work for the newspaper. You can be a coach with me again, oh, yeah. like the good old days. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be beautiful. I would not mind that at all. <laughs> so, I, I said, thank you so much for talking to me. I appreciate you, Kinley, everything that you've done to help kids in this community. And I wish you the very best. Honestly, I know that you're not doing the podcast for your own recognition, but I have to say, Wiley, that you are the biggest symbol of what speech and debate is and what the community has meant to me. And I know so many other kids, people do speech and debate because people like you are in the community. And I think that that's so awesome. And I'm so glad that you are still in the community. And this podcast is so cool. This is the coolest thing I've ever done. Also, I think that it's really awesome that you're giving me, people like me, who I'm not really in the speech and debate community anymore, but being able to come and talk on this podcast and like relive all of my moments, it makes me feel like this is still a part of my life and a part of who I am. So really, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to Kinley for coming on the One Clap podcast to share her ideas, story, and heart. People who know me well know that I'd much prefer to bury those compliments, but Kinley is a friend, competitor, and coach who I respect and love, and I'm just going to say thank you for her kind words and respect her wish to keep her comments in the pod. I have more exciting content coming up soon on the One Clap Podcast. Marcus Viney, Alan Pino, and Londi Ganyan came by to talk about how to run an interpretive events online tournament. Bree Whatups chatted about ways to combat anxiety for performers. Patreon Court was by to talk about K-Debate. Plus, I also had 
uh, Saga McAllister and Ashley Schultz by the other day to talk about humor and recording individual event pieces. If you have any ideas, questions, or thoughts about what we could explore on the pod, please reach out on social media or email me at lylewiley at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe, be kind, and I know it sounds cheesy, but the best part of speech and debate, it's love. So saith the One Clap Podcast.